Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Angus Brayshaw is with us. Angus, great to have you on Crunch Time. Yeah, thanks for having me, gents. Now, I was there calling. I'll never get used to it. I'll never get used to footy in an empty <laughs> stadium. What was it like again to be back playing in those circumstances? Oh, strange. Uh, very, very strange. We had a big focus on keeping our uh, preparation uh, you know, consistent. Obviously, that didn't happen, but... Um, you know, still trying to you know, not let it distract us too much, but certainly getting into a, a stadium on a Friday night uh, and having no one there, it's not something that I, don't, I think anyone will be able to get used to. So, um, you know, I think we need to get into it, and it's not as big a big issue, but it's hard, it's hard uh, not playing in front of our fans. We love playing in front of our fans. So what is the weirdest part of it? Is it weird during the game or is it the aftermath where you handed masks to sing the song, which I suspect is the image of the weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly a new one. I think, um, I mean, just playing against Adelaide last week, their crowd, I just think that AFL, would, you know, it's not, it's not the same without crowd. So, uh, you know, that's such a huge part of the game. And, you know, we've got to kick a couple of goals early and, and you know, it's quiet and... Um, I just think that what they add, especially out of the D's crowd, um, when we're playing, the energy they give us, just not having that energy and having to generate it ourselves was, um, was just different. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ho- hoping this all gets sort of out so we don't have to deal with it too much more. Gus, before we get into the game, just about that, have you guys had conversations and knowing that you went through it last year with minimal crowds or no crowds at all about ways to generate your own enthusiasm and... Like you look at the, the first passage of play last night when Harms kicks that goal. How do you get that feeling and that excitement in the group to to try and get a bit of a role and a momentum? Uh, it's all about you know individuals um, taking a bit of ownership and responsibility for for it because it's it's very very easy you know to be if you're a halfback flanker and Harms kicks a goal just to sort of you know not get over and generate that energy. But I think that's something that, yeah you're absolutely right that we've been focusing on. Um, and it, it, it starts with all 18 blokes on the field and, and even people on the bench, um, you know, taking a bit of ownership and, and generating it because you can absolutely hear every single thing that's said on that ground when there's no fans there. So, the, the, you know, if everyone's talking, if everyone's, um, as I said, you know, taking a bit of responsibility for it, then it really is infectious. I felt like that was something that we were able to um, do last night. Angus, Justin Lippich here. Good win last night. You did mention the empty crowds and people can hear everything. Well, Jake Lever, his voice uh, was obviously very loud, but one thing, one instruction that was evident coming through was fill the corridor, fill the corridor. It was one thing that was consistently shouted out, and even your forwards do a terrific job at, at pushing out. We're just talking about filling that corridor, making sure doggies couldn't utilise that fast play through there. Is it something that obviously was a, a big identification coming into the game? Yeah, it was. Um, we got huge respect to the way the doggies play and, uh, you know, it, I mean, having played them even in the um, JLT series uh, in the preseason, um, they, you know, they've got so many good midfielders and can do so much damage if you let them, uh, you know, flick the ball around and, and get it through there. So we yeah, absolutely had a big focus on it and uh, I, thought, I thought we were able to do it pretty effectively. They were able to switch it a couple of times, but, um, you know, that's a compromise we're absolutely willing to make with a team like that. They can... Um, take it around the outside, but as long as they're not getting it inside and we can um, you know, keep our defensive structure, which we were able to do, then you know, we, we felt like 
um, give ourselves a chance to stop them scoring. And you did that well yourself a few times, stopping that sort of that long, fat side switch. Your role now, it's obviously a little different to when you come into Melbourne many years ago. You're more playing that wing, but at times we saw your, your body against Bont at times. Can you, is, is the wing role your number one now, that low possession, get back and forward sort of guy? Or will you spend some time throughout the uh, centre square at times? Uh, look, I, uh, I'm happy to do whatever the team needs. Um, the team needs a winger at this point. Um, so that's that's my role, and I think that's the attitude, that team at first attitude has been permeating our group probably more this year than any other year that I've been here. So there's blokes that are willing to play roles, and you know, I'm, I'm, you're right, I probably wasn't drafted as a winger, that's not my natural position, but um, buying into that team uh, attitude, doing what's best for the team, I think is going to... Um, hold us in good stead. Uh, you know, to look all over the ground for the blokes um, driving that team first attitude. So, uh, you know, as, as far as roles go, um, whatever the team needs, what um, you know, each each player is going to give. We did see on numerous occasions you were pitted against Bontempelli, either by design or chance. Which one was it? Did you have a little bit of responsibility for him? Uh, no, complete chance. Uh, you know, their mids uh, probably getting a creative and spinning around. I mean, they've got so many guys that they can sort of, uh, you know, try a few different things. And uh, I guess Bond was just out on uh, my side. Maybe he was a forward or something, and I was about it, just defending that outlet. But, um, yeah, complete chance. Uh, but, yeah, you know, even as a winger, you think conventional role of a winger is, you, you know, you think running and um, accumulating the ball. But for us, um, and, and part of our team defence, we play a huge role in locking it in and, Often those outlet kicks are coming out, um, and you're the you're the one there. It's your role to stop them. So some aerial contests. I was I was pleased with last night, and certainly against Bonpelli, you know, a complete freak. So um, it was good to be able to execute that. And I feel like um, on a whole, like Ed Lang's been doing all year as well. So um, that's something that I think our our wing wing department has um, really been excelling at of late. Gus, what was the most pleasing thing out of last night when so many things went well and you speak about the attack and the ability for you guys to turn the ball over and score off it, the team defence and minimising the dog sitters' 59 points. When you walk away from the game last night and Goody has a chat to you, what were the things that were raised that was a massive pat on the back? Well, look, I think last week was really disappointing in terms of, uh, you know, we've been working hard to build a, a brand that, we can sort of rock up and every week, you know, we'll defend the same way and we'll, um, you know, our contest will be the same and uh, we'll move the ball the same way. We weren't able to do that against Adelaide. I felt like we played their game. So um, that's probably a, a good test of our maturity to really, you know, I think the doggies are the benchmark in the competition and are also a benchmark in um, a lot of the stats that we really value as a team. So it was a great test for us to be able to, um, you know, come back to what we've essentially been training. So you look at, you can look at any one piece of the game. Obviously, uh, we defended well. I, I feel like we matched them and probably beat them in the contest. I'm not sure what the numbers were, but I feel like if you look at anything in isolation, it, it was a good result. I, I'm probably looking at the bigger picture and really loving where our group's at from a maturity standpoint at the moment. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a huge game for us in terms of benchmarking ourselves against the best in the competition. And I think um, a, a lot of maturity was shown and a hope of adversity throughout the week. You know, blokes' routines all over the place, so... Um, I was really impressed with how uh, we responded after a tough week. One of the things I loved hearing last night was Stephen May speaking post-game about guys buying into the team defence. And he said, 
even Christian Matraka has to be a part of that now. Is that a, a sort of feel of the group that even though blokes have individual um, abilities and things and characteristics that they can do, that there's also non-negotiables and we don't care who you are, you have to be a part of the team defence, as Stephen May said? Yeah, well, absolutely. I think, you know, clues in the title, team defence takes, you know, the whole team and, uh, you know, Track's name's thrown up there. I thought he was brilliant last night. He's, um, he's such a dynamic player and a dynamic defender. He can... These athleticism makes him an absolute uh, weapon for us on defence. And I feel like, you know, look all over the, all over the ground. Ed Langdon's, you know, close out and chase down tackles sort of stuff is incredible. Um, up forward, you know, Sparks, Cozzy, Nibla, their speed is um, really putting pressure on. Um, you know... Maisie and Lever get a lot of recognition for their work, but they organise and marshal the whole ground from behind. So everyone's got a role, and everyone's buying into it. So I, I think um, Maisie summed it up really well last night, and uh, he, I guess he, he and Jake are really driving that from a defensive point of view. Angus, uh, Andy Mark, late to the introduction, well played last night. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, hope, hope, the, hope the onions are going okay. <laughs> oh, Tom, don't bring it up. Don't no, bring it up. Bring it up. Sorry to mention it. T- Tom McDonald, you've been, you've been a teammate of his for a long time and, and his story's well told now. What, what, what did you see him um, go through in that kind of limbo state he found himself in between seasons? And how is he different, if he is different at all, coming, coming out of that? Yeah, look, it's a. I uh, can only imagine how, having never been in that situation myself, how hard it would be. Uh, you know, players. Are, we like we've got a really close, tight knit group um, of players, and Tom's a massive part of that. And to essentially, you know, last year, obviously, you're right. Story's been well chronicled. To be told to find another opportunity, and then have that fall through. I mean. I think uh, what I loved about how he responded to it was he took ownership over his own situation. And, um, you know, he's gone out and he, he said he set a few goals for himself publicly to the to the playing group and to the coaching group and uh, was, has been absolutely true to his word and has lost to be the way that's, you know, changed his diet up. And, uh, look, I think back to 2018 as well back, he was a... He kicked fifty odd goals and was yeah. a, delivering these sorts of performances. So I'm, I'm not at all surprised uh, and I just think that he's had an opportunity, so he's, he's gone away, he's been true to his work, he's improved in the areas he said he was going to, and then when this opportunity's popped up for him, he's grabbed it, been able to grab it with both hands, and I think um, remind people of what he's capable of, so I'm, uh, I'm real proud of the way he's sort of responded, obviously the adversity, and unless you've gone through it, I don't think you can truly understand how difficult what he went through was from a mental point of view, mental perspective, um, but geez, I've uh, I've been super impressed, and you know you, he's he's really been leading the way in our forward line of the, of the forwards. He's probably the pick of the bunch, the, the key forwards in particular. So, um, you know, when he's when he's up and going, we're a better team. Anyone else jumping on the keto diet? Has this become a bit of a kind of anyone else <laughs> not following sure. the lead? Weedo, Weedo's keen. I think uh, right. <laughs> going around that between. Uh, key forwards, Benny Brown's a, a vegan and um, Tommy Max a carnival. We've got actually a pretty balanced diet. We can combine them all, which is pretty fun. <laughs> hey, Angus, uh, we were here the first game against Fremantle and it was really evident that day your team defence stuff was there that day. The, the, you're working hard defensively, but the ball was hitting the deck a lot. We had a few out the fourth. I think there were probably six or seven in the day. But what we see right now is a, 
a really off- offensively efficient Melbourne footy team. Take us through. We often talk about his kicking the most important thing. I know Choco's there, but is it a combination of just the skills you work on? I'm, I'm sure in 10 weeks it, it wouldn't have been just from training. Or is it just now the confidence of knowing that if we defend well, it will give us lots of opportunities, so that takes the pressure off? What is the, the thing, that elusive thing we're trying to look for to unlock that kicking skill or that, that efficient possession skill? I think there's probably two parts to it. The first part is, um, you know, the players really buying into being excellent in, you know, the kicking, you know, execution stuff. Uh, uh, the second part probably is the, the reason the, the driving force behind all of that is um, Choco Williams, who sort of touched on him briefly. I don't think um, he can be under the impact he has had on us can be understated um, since the second he's walked into the club. Uh, you know, has, he's been super consistent in driving a ridiculously high standards. There's no way anyone's ever going <laughs> to beat Choco Williams' standards. It's impossible. I'm, I'm and uh, I think his constant and unrelenting pursuit of kicking perfection has, um, I think, probably the best way to describe it. Like we, uh, our attitude towards it has changed now uh, as a group, um, and our confidence has, I think grown off the back of um, you know the work he's been doing with us and I think he, he, his attitude is infectious and it, you know if anyone's got any problem with Choco um, you understand what I mean he, he's so passionate and cares so much um, and he's always thinking about ways for us to be perfect kicks and obviously as I said you know, no one's ever going to have a perfect you know we're never going to be 100% kicking efficiency but it, pursuing that um, the way Choco's been driving it um, is, is going to I think has shown improvement in us. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't you know, give him more of a rap if I tried. I think he's been Is he still yelling out odd random things from the from the bench as well? And, and, and if he does, what has he yelled out that's, that time's completely opposite to the game plan? Is he, can you shed some light into anything he's yelled out where you thought, oh, I don't yeah. think that's the right thing, Chocker? <laughs> he told me once, no one cares how you defend if you have... 40 touch and kick a few snaps. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like and true. <laughs> and true. Hey, just a, quick, just a quick one, Gus, before we let you go. You talk about the emphasis you put on kicking. Are you physically doing more training or specialist kicking drills or, or more craft work with the skills to have this sharp improvement in, in your disposal efficiency as a team? Yeah, both. Both are true. We, you know, train it... Um, out that when we're actually on our, our main training days, we do more kicking in, in training, and then also on the craft side of things, away away from main training, uh, we're, we're doing a heap more in that space as well. And as I sort of touched on, both have been really, really driven strongly by Choco, and um, he's thinking up new drills all the time. They don't always work, but um, they're always you know keeping you on your toes, and thinking, and um, you know the, the focus being you got to execute kicks under all sorts of different pressure. Um, in different situations, and I think that really translates well to a game when you know you've got you know someone chasing you from behind or someone's coming at you from the left or the right, and you've got to be able to get an excellent kick off. And I think um, you know the work that he's doing at, uh, in training and the craft sessions we do is um, setting us up for that. Angus, terrific. Have you got a bag packed by the door? Are you waiting for the phone to ping? <laughs> what, what happens next? Well, we finished our team meeting after the game, and. Um, Daniel McPherson, now manager, general manager of footy, sort of said, boys, we've got absolutely no idea what's going on. So, uh, you know, just stay ready um, and we'll let you know when we know something is essentially where we've been left up. But 
Uh, I look, honestly, that we've sort of had the same sort of feeling before the game, whether the game was going to go a little bit or you know, we're going to get positive tests or who knows what was going to happen. I feel like as a group, um, we really you know, didn't let that distract us at all. And um, I feel like no matter what happens um, in the coming days and, and weeks, we're uh, in a really good mental space to you know, not, not let any of this stuff impact the way we play, the way we prepare mentally is um, going to be super consistent. So, uh, look, it's um, it's all up in the air, isn't it? But, yes. um, you know, as long as we keep winning games, then I, I, I don't really mind. We'll see you next Friday night somewhere, somewhere. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Thanks for the chat. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good on you, Angus.